Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At SuperValue, we believe in low prices. Shop thousands of our low-price, own-brand products online at supervalue.ie and get them delivered straight to your door. SuperValue. Believe in low prices. Huh? Are you going to get the SUV one? That's the, you the you know what's funny? That's the only one I don't want to drive. I don't oh, care about that well, one. which one? There's different versions of it. None of them? Because oh, really? I saw the cars. Yo, the cars the are door, door. sexy. The four door. The, I don't oh know the name God, of the four door one. They sex. Them convertibles is sexy. Yes. I saw this red one. Everything. I saw anyway. And they got this cherry like that's Coca-Cola the one. red. I saw oh, that one. That's the one. Beautiful. That's the that one. Sounds, it's beautiful. I'm what you? So y'all 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 think I'm not gonna get the Porsche and drive to work? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got me fucked up. If y'all don't think I'm driving across the street in my new Porsche. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> what? Stupid. I'm pulling up. Skirt, skirt. What's up, B? <laughs> Did you drive? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> I'm crazy if y'all don't think I ain't pulling up. Welcome to In The Moment, episode 16. See, I nailed it that time. Ooh. I'm feeling good today. I'm in a good mood. I'm here. Katie is here. Yes, a lovely friend of the show, the therapist, the greatest therapist in Georgia, Yada, is back again by popular demand. Welcome back, Yada. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hey. How y'all feeling? How's everybody doing? How's your mental health? Safe space. Talk to me. How you feeling? It's great right now. I don't know if it's the holiday season or something like that, but I have been extra hype more than usual. The energy is just, yeah. That's because that vacation creeping. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yes. It's the holidays. It's vacation. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving yes. is coming. You get to pretend like you like your family. It's that time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I... <laughs> what? What, what, what you about was... to lie about? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to lie about anything. Uh-huh. But I just couldn't help but notice that I found myself like being really excited about the time off. I'm really excited about that piece. But having to spend all the time with my mom. Man. You know what's funny? It's funny you bring that up because I'm not going to say no names. But we, I gonna say no names. I ain't no snitch. But we were in studio today, and everybody was giving expiration dates on their mother. <laughs> and I was like, "This is crazy." Like, everybody has like a limit to how many days they can spend with their mother, except me. Hey, mama, you know how. Uh, <laughs> except me, hey, mama. Hey, mama. Everybody else, ma, these people nasty. They nasty, ma. That's crazy. Okay. Oh, what? So you're going to act like you don't have expiration date? Uh-huh. Oh, my mom? You are uh-huh. such a liar. Never. Mm. Lie to everybody. Go Listen, ahead. I spent all that the first 18 years of my life with my mama. What y'all mean? See? Oh, okay. Okay. No names, but I just happened to know who started the conversation in exactly. studio earlier today. I didn't actually, that was not me who started it, but you're trying to get me to throw who actually started it <laughs> under the bus, and I'm not going to do that because my mama didn't raise me like that who does not have an expiration date. Y'all not gonna trap me before Thanksgiving. At least let me get this macaroni and cheese first before y'all expect me throw my mama under the box, okay? All right? It ain't about me. I'm actually looking forward to Thanksgiving this year, though. Are y'all? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Food, Absolutely. football, friends, family. What's y'all favorite part of Thanksgiving? 
just being with my family. Yeah. Because everyone lives in a different state, and that's the perfect time for, like, us to get together. Right. And yeah, I love it. What about you, Yen? Making fun of my brother. That's your favorite part? Yes, absolutely. That's funny, because me and my sisters make I fun of each other the entire time. every second of that. Every single second of that. You have no idea. My brother has been so hateful to me in every chance I get. Every single chance. He's older or younger? He's younger. Oh, you big sister. You the bully. I'm not a bully. Whoa, I'm not a bully. The big sibling is always Whoa, a bully. Whoa, I am not a bully. I can see never... you bullying your younger brother. I can I see I have it. never... Okay. I've, I've never. Okay, like I see the theme of this episode is lies, lies, <laughs> lies. I see, I see where we're going. I will not let you bait me into this. So do y'all have the family that actually has everybody over for Thanksgiving, or do you typically go to someone else's house for Thanksgiving? How do y'all traditions work? We do both at my house. Um, we've, we've hosted, and we have gone to someone else's house. But... Oh, so it alternates. Mm-hmm. But do but... you typically do it with the same people? Yeah, the same people. But see, this is the difference between my family is that it never stays in the house. I'm lying. It is what it is. I mean, this is just my people. So it normally starts off really calm in the living room, everybody being proper. And then it goes into maybe trickling down to the porch Maybe then, like, outside, and then it becomes a whole block party by, like, 1 a.m., music's bumping, everybody's dancing. It's crazy. See, that's why I love my Latin friends. They be lit. It. Yes, they do. All the time. It be, you ever went to a barbecue? Oh, yes. yes. They, they hit you in the head yes. with the Corona before you even get inside? Yes. 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 So you pull up. You corona. just pull up. No. You want some de peco de puco? What? I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even know what that is, fam. What's that? Oh my I love God. it. Food on tap. They don't even let you leave, right? You be like, yo, I'm out. They be like, it's three in the morning. You leaving already? <laughs> yes. hey, I got a whole job. Yes. I got to be there in an hour. Yes, that's I what love I love it. about my sorority sisters because I have Latin sorority sisters. And that is the f- number one thing I love. One of my mm-hmm. sorority sisters, she has a kid. And every birthday is lit. Every single <laughs> birthday is lit. She's only six. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, too. But since number one yep. to now, yep. every birthday has been lit with food and Coronas and drinks. Don Julio, I love it. It's different. Just it's wait different. Till, just wait till the quinceañera. It gets so much crazier. Oh, I'm ready. The, well, see, look, tell me some meals. See, I love this. Tell me some meals that y'all have for Thanksgiving. Um, uh, We do, like, standard American stuff, and then we do Nah, forget the stuff. American stuff. I want the good stuff. Come on. So, my mom cooks this stuff called um, platano rellenos, Ooh! which is just, mm. it's just basically plantains, mm. and it's stuffed with, like, either um, beans or cheese. It's up to you. Delicious. Yeah, and then we obviously have salsa. We have tortillas. We have esquite. We have all the stuff. It's great. I want salsa and tortilla and quesite. What was the first one? Bate marutos? No. What's it called? Platano rellenos. Platano rellenos. Mm. Katie, when you ever had some platano rellenos? I haven't had any platano rellenos, but I want to try. Bring me some platano rellenos. With salsa and taquitas. Mo, what's your favorite Latin dessert? Rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how you set me up, okay? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Tacos. I don't know. What do you want me to say? You ever had flan? Flan. Flan is good. What's flan that? Is so good. You might, well, you don't like sweets custard. anyway, so I don't know if you might you might not like it. Oh, yeah, it. I don't really like it. Yeah. yeah. No, I probably won't like it. What is it, though? 
It's custard. Um, caramel custard. Caramel custard. It's delicious. It's it good. is the bomb. Is it? That and tres leches. Oh, tres, yeah, tres leches. leches. It's a classic. Tres leches? Mm-hmm. What's that? Three leeches? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Uh, I ain't took Spanish in 14 years, man. I got, I'm trying to brush up on my skills. Oh What's my up? God. Why y'all judging me? Milk. Oh, wait. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> oh, cafe con leche. Yeah. I, I love cafe con leche. Don't get, don't, don't. I love cafe con leche. It's Yo, my favorite thing ever. Like, she drinks so much coffee, it should be called Yeda Bucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm telling you, she done put so much stock. Yeah, that's the only reason Starbucks has so many franchises. She's the woman in the middle of the logo. She, she's the reason. It's not a mermaid. Like when you go somewhere and you see a Starbucks across the street from the Starbucks, like that's Yada. <laughs> that's why they're getting so much money. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous, man. You, when last time you had some coffee? I don't want to answer that question. Before, uh, see, oh, an hour ago, I just finished it, like in my car. That was as I was driving here. That reminds me of the question I wanted to ask y'all. Wait, yeah, I know before, I start with a question. But before that, can I tell you guys about the really devastating thing that happened to me today? What? Let me tell you, okay? okay. I know oh, you want to hear it. God. Let me tell you. I don't want to hear you. about how Starbucks <laughs> ran out of the cafe con leche. They don't have cafe con leche at Starbucks. No, they don't. It comes in a yellow container. Thank Tainer. you. It's a frappo, mocha china, latte, muy grande. No, no. Yeah, Taco hold. Bell. Is that, wait, what you're <laughs> <laughs> that was next because I was running out of words. I was about to start counting. Uno, dos, tres. Wait, I know they don't get your name right. They get no, your name right? No, no, no. What they call you? Yerda. <laughs> That's not funny, Mauricio. That's no, it's not, not funny. just you. I'm, come on, they be messing up Dan. <laughs> <laughs> They'll mess up anything in there. All right, tell no, me about no, your no. devastation. Come Let on. Let me tell you. So, I was really hungry today, right? I went to yoga. I went, and then I, I realized I don't have any food in my place. Let's not talk about that. I should go grocery shopping. That's not the point of this story. Anyway, so then I got out of my apartment, and I'm walking, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down the street. I'm going to get something to eat. And then I realized God is good. God is so good because oh, that's, that's, That was it when was, it hit you? No, listen. Yes, yes. It hit me because I come, I come outside, and there's a pop-up taco stand right in front of my apartment complex i was so excited oh man guys that's not like, stereotypical at all shut up don't Sorry. judge me anyway <laughs> so then I, I got so excited i was like yes i'm gonna order tres tacos de carne asada in the you know mexican that's, coke that's, th- that's, three, that's three tacos yeah Katie. the steak the I know you really tacos. Know. Okay. But, but it's three of them. Okay. Yeah, you know, the, healthy, the healthy stuff. All the healthy stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I go up there and I go to the window. I'm like, hola, buenas tardes. Me puedo dar tres tacos de carne asada? And then that lady goes, oh, okay. Will you be paying cash or card? And I'm like, um, I only have a card. Mm, and then she's like, oh, I don't jingle. Oh, and then she goes, oh, wait, our card machine is done. We don't take cards. We just take cash. My whole world was just came crumbling down. Nah. I was so devastated. You have no idea how excited I was. Yo, I can't and then believe I this happened to and you. And then I couldn't even. And I was so excited. Oh, See? So All you had to do was ask if they had Cash App or Venmo. They don't. They're Mexican. They didn't have anything. Oh, and okay, I'm not saying mind. that to like, no, it really it was no, a pop-up See, I, I couldn't say it because I'm black. So I'm glad you said it. Just, <laughs> you know who fault this is? This is LeBron James's fault. Ever since he tried to trademark Taco Tuesday. How you gonna try to trademark Taco Tuesday? You ain't Mexican. You can't do that. But he tried it, and that's why they don't have that's why they don't have a credit machine. The whole day was ruined because my taco stand, 
I first of all, I never seen one, and then it goes there, and then it was gone, and then my taco dreams were over, and then I was really, really depressed. But it's okay. I ended up eating Mediterranean food, so that's my story. Yeah. Well, yeah. You still yeah. have food. Should we give guys? You it's a, not. It's not helping. Should we give you a moment of silence? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Moment of silence. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, we here for you. You got to carry cash. That's like the, that's the moral of the story. See, I'm a New Yorker. We always got cash on us. You never know when you're gonna need cash. You never know when your favorite place is not gonna have. You know, like you, you need. You gotta have cash on you. You're telling me you always carry cash. New Yorkers typically always carry cash because there's a lot of stores in New York that you're gonna go into that are not like really big time stores. They got the little small mom and pop stores, so you gotta always have cash. You never know. You never know when you're gonna get out the car and be like, "Oh, I know there's a strip club there. Let me go see what it's about." You never know <laughs> what you're gonna run into. No, that that makes sense because there's this favorite restaurant that I love to go to, and. They have the most amazing pupusas ever. Oh, girl, they don't take cash either. Mm. I mean, card. Nope, they don't. Every time I go in there, it's like, you gotta have cash. That's true. See? You're right. You gotta I have cash to get lesson. the pupusa. <laughs> okay. <What? All> right. <laughs> Why y'all made it nasty? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> All right, this is my question to y'all before we get it rocking, right? When's the last time you did something for the first time? Let that marinate over you and tell me what it was. Think about it. This is an important question in your adulthood. You should be constantly growing, learning, achieving, challenging, and conquering. When the last time you did something for the first time? Yesterday. What'd you do? I tried this uh, stress candy thing. Apparently it was developed. It's from like, I think it's Russia or something. But the, it's, it's a little chew candy thing. And it's not really you... It's a stress reliever, so the consistency of it helps you um, kind of deal with any kind of anxious thoughts or whatever. It's a whole thing. I took a picture of it, um, but I did try that for the first time yesterday. Yeah, it was a Jolly Rancher that they put in a different no, kind of package. <laughs> I told you no, that you not. wasn't going to be stressed me, no, no more. You probably paid $437 <laughs> for a no. Cherry Jolly Rancher. I did for the not placebo <laughs> They're called they're called rescue pastilles. Let me see them. What that what that look like a bowl of oatmeal from here? What no, is that? No, it's a natural stress relief. It's for um. I'm telling you, Did it it's work? homeopathic and it's like stress relieving. Oh my god, Katie, we should open up a business. We we. I mean, you can like. <laughs> Yo, you can put stress relief on anything and people be like, I feel great. Yes. First of all, I, no, no. First of all, you said, what was the first, the last time you tried something for the first time? That's the reason I'm even bringing it up. Two is they gave it to us at the office to try. So, okay. Did it work? That's a no. So... <laughs> It can't oh. work. It's candy. Candy ain't going to relieve your stress unless you're a kid. It's a consistency of it, but no, it didn't. Or if there's something in the candy. No, there was nothing in the candy. I'm about to start taking haagen Dodge ice cream, putting it in a different container, and calling it stress relief cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, y'all laughing. I'm going to be Jeff Bezos in a minute. We about to get to the bag. I'm telling you. Woo. Katie, anyway. when the last time you did something for the first time? Um, it was about three weeks ago. I went shopping for the first time by myself. Really? Mm -hmm. wow. That was the first time you went alone? Yes. How was that? It was, it was peaceful, but at the same time, weird. I just felt like I should be talking to someone while I'm making these, these decisions in a store. But I didn't. 
And I just, I was like, no, no, do this by yourself. Just push through. That's awesome. And yeah. I feel like it's a lot of growth cool. in that. That's why I ask. Because I just feel like a lot of times we get so caught up in routine that we don't do things for the first time. And I thought about that from skydiving. I'm like, that's something I could say that at my age I did for the first time. And I realized how exhilarating it was because I had never done it before, but for a lot of other reasons. But that was a big one. So I feel like people don't do something for the first time as much as they should. True. That's true. Facts, right? All right. So look, this is what I want to walk out through. Yada, I want to pick your brain today. <clears throat> sure. And um, I'm excited about this because this is something that has bothered me. For many a year, so I'm interested to see what you're going to say. So I'm going to walk y'all through this journey that, that that occurred with me the last time I went home, right? Okay. All right, so I went home to you see... You found expiration dates. Huh? <laughs> not on... Nope, not on my mama. You're not going to do that. <laughs> nope. Oh, man. My family don't expire, baby. So I went home, right? And my family lives in this really, really nice house. My dad has this amazing basement. And in his basement is a gym. And in the gym, he has a mirror. And I'm looking at his mirror, and I noticed something was different about this mirror this time. And I saw all these names, right? So I'm looking at these names. I see Tony Robbins. I see Les Brown. I see Denzel Washington. I see my mother's name. And I'm just looking. And it's about 20 names, right? And it's all these different celebrities, all these different people. So as I'm looking, I couldn't help but think to myself, well, what the hell my name at? Why am I, Why is this a wall full of names that ain't mine, right? So I went to my pop, said, Pop Souls, uh, look like you must have ran out of letters or something on, on your wall because uh, you maybe you just didn't have an M to O to E that day, but uh, <laughs> why my name ain't on this wall? So he said to me, well, son, that wall is full of celebrities. Well, I thought to myself, Burn. What, 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 what? What in the hell am I? Okay, that's fine. So I said, that's cool. I ain't gonna take that. I said, uh, that's fair, Pop. But um, some of these names I don't really know. And he said, yeah, man, but those are motivational speakers. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, I just did four motivational speeches. One of them was at the Capitol in Georgia. I'm probably on a wall at the Capitol in Georgia, but I ain't on a wall in my dad's basement. So then I said, okay, that's cool. I said, well, Pop, uh, I did all that. So he said, yeah, man, but you ain't sending me the video. I thought to myself, so you telling me Denzel Washington slid in your DMs <laughs> and sent you a video of him? So then it hit me. I said, you know what? As funny as this may be, this to me was a prime example of how no matter how well you do in life, your family will never actually appreciate or accept it the way they would appreciate or accept it if it was someone that they completely didn't know. Right. And growing up, I used to always have this problem with the fact that I always felt like people are so quick to support people that they don't know. Right. Like I know people who will get up and go to a Beyonce concert and pay four five hundred dollars to do it. Beyonce don't even know that they exist. Don't know that they're alive. Right. But then they'll have like a family member that's a struggling artist or a starving artist that's really trying to get a, a project off the ground. And it may only cost 10 to 15 dollars to go support this person and what they'll say. Yo, you can get a discount on that though, cause you and I and it hit me. I'm like, this is something that I feel like people never talk about. Why is it that people seem in life to be so quick to support strangers, people they will never meet, before they support someone that is actually within their life who loves them and is there for them every day? Yeah, to fix this. <laughs> First of all, I can't fix that. Oh, then we done here. What, <laughs> what is it? What are you here for? <laughs> Um, I think the question of why are people haters 
has been around since the beginning of time. And I think it's a really complex thing to try to answer. Um, it's, but essentially, it's all rooted in insecurity. So let me just give you an example, right? So normally, people take it, they, they personalize other people's actions or behaviors. So oftentimes, when something happens, a person is more likely to personalize that. And when that happens, if they find that the person, the other person's um, behavior kind of rubs them the wrong way, it's because it's hitting an ouch spot for them. And instead of looking inwardly and asking themselves, why is this bothering me? Why do I envy this person? Why is it that, that I, I want to have this for myself? Um, and really asking yourself, well, maybe it's because I haven't worked harder, maybe because I should, whatever. Um, instead of having that moment of self-introspection, it's just easier to project. It's just the easy way out. Um, so to make the answer less long, it's very simple. People don't want to face their insecurities. So what I'm getting from this is that it's it's difficult for people to support people that are close to them because that forces them to realize, damn, that means I actually could have done more. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they are afraid to face that. But when yes. you admire someone that's you've never met from a distance, mm -hmm. it's 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 easier to kind of convince yourself that, well, they got the lucky breaks that they needed in Absolutely. life. And that's why it didn't happen to me. Absolutely. So is that the reason why? I, and I feel like this is uh I don't want to say it's a black thing, but it, it, it is in our culture a lot where you see people are typically not always happy to see their brother, their sister, their friend, their mother, whoever make it and become successful. Like I've, I've genuinely struggled with friends that I've had my entire life and I've never had these struggles with them. And I don't know why, but a lot of people say, is eh, I don't think they clapping for you. And maybe there's jealousy. To, and I don't I, I don't understand that. And is that the same concept? Yeah, it is. Because it's just, think about it. It's easier to sit here and glamorize Beyonce um, when you don't know Beyonce's struggle, right? Like, we don't know how many hours of, of rehearsals uh, this woman has had to have to have the career that she achieved, right? We don't know the amount of sacrifices that she had to make in order to have the career that she does. Everyone looks at her and feels so, you know, overwhelmed by her glamour and presence, but no one thinks about all the work that it, it took to get there. In her documentary, even, um, she opened up and she was so vulnerable about being a mom <clears throat> and what that meant in her tour and how she, I think there was one part that like brought me to tears because she was saying like, it hurt my heart to have to leave my babies, like her, her little tiny twin babies to have to go rehearse for 12 hours, eight hours at a time. And the diet that she's had to endure. I mean, there's so much sacrifice between like behind somebody's success and people are so quick to celebrate the successes but we don't we hardly ever know the journey to get there like i'll put my myself as an example no one knows the amount of sacrifices i have had to have to have the career that i do facts no one knows that no one was there for me the times that you know it was two three in the morning and i hadn't slept for four five
five days at a time and I'm walking around looking like a zombie because I didn't have time because I've been trying to mm. write a paper and study for this and this and this and that. And then how many times have I not had people literally tell me to my face, oh, you're just lucky. You're just lucky. Yep. That's, that, all those letters behind your name, you're just so lucky. I was uh, born on the bird show. That was uh, the day I was born. Yeah. I ain't go through nothing before that. No, just, nothing. That, yeah, nothing just, just, just woke up. So, yeah, yeah uh, I know. Like, you don't know my story. Those letters cost me something. Everything comes with a price. And that's what it, it really boggles my mind how people don't ever take the time to really think about that. Everything comes with a price. Everything. And, you know, like, I don't want to say who it is because I don't want to put his business in the street. But I was hanging out with a really, really big comedian, right? Like, he's big deal, really big comedian. And we were backstage one day, and I'll never forget this. And I was at his show, sold-out show, thousands of people there. I mean, I'm admiring his career. This is, this is when I was, like, on my rise as a comedian. And when I was backstage with him, he wasn't, like, who I thought he would be. Like, his energy was, like, just off. It was like he wasn't even happy to be there. And I'm looking at him like, fam. I, I just, I was homeless a week ago and I'm dying to be in the position you're in. And it was like as big as he was, all the movies he's done, everything, he could not enjoy his position because all he genuinely wanted was that kind of love and support from his family. And he's like, I never got that. Like when I was on the rise, no one cared. No one came to a show. No one, no, like, like and it's, it's kind of a similar, like I'm joking with the whole my dad thing, but it was a similar situation because his family would be supporting everybody else was like superheroes to them, but he was a nobody. And now that he's who he is, he's getting love from millions of people and his family is now hopping on board. And he's like, how is that supposed to feel like a family to me? Right. And that like broke my heart. I was like, damn, why are people like this? And that's what kind of brought me to that moment. And when I talked about it, on my story, I got a lot of, like, responses from people who were in similar situations. People who are, are still following their dreams and looking for reasons to be inspired. And I remember being there and having my own family tell me that I couldn't do it and that I wouldn't do it. Like, I, I had to face that from people who were closest to me, even if they didn't do it to hurt me. Even if it was just like, eh, it's hard to become a comedian, yo. Like, you know, maybe you should look into this. Or maybe you, maybe you should, like, I, <laughs> I had family members that was close to me that was like, yo, go be a cop. And I'm like, all right, so you telling me you'd rather me go out here and get in shootouts than actually go on stage and tell some jokes? Like, you think that? But and I don't even think people mean to do it. But it's like I try to remind people who are in that position, the only person that needs to believe in you is you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. And that leads me to my next question I wanted to ask you, which was about emotions. And this became a thing this week because I did an IG story where I said that I personally believe that as a person, you are solely, you and you only, are responsible for your actions and your emotions, right? Mm -hmm. What you do with them, how you handle them, is on you. I feel like we live in a world today where people are too quick to project their emotions onto others. I did this because so-and-so did this to me, right? And I feel like I spent years of my life trying to get to a point where no matter, because you're going to get hurt in life. Right? It's going to happen. People are going to hurt you. That's the way it works. But I feel like what you do with that hurt is not on the person that hurt you. Right? So when I said that, I triggered a couple people. And it was a few people that was in my DMs like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. That's trash, whatever. If somebody cheats on me, they're responsible for how I feel. This is what a couple women were in my DM saying. Like, if, if what, what you do to me, you're responsible for that act. And I feel like no, this is what's wrong with so many people. Like, no, if if you get cheated on, 
Like, dude cheats on you, so you go and you destroy his car. Guess who going to jail? You. You. So you going to be in jail talking about I only did this because he cheated on me? Like, at some point, there has to be some growth and accountability. Like, to where, okay, you cheated on me. That hurt. But how I handle it, what I do with that is on me. I'm responsible for that. I can't, you can't walk around the rest of your life saying, I'm going to be this person because somebody hurt me, because somebody did this to me. And that's all I was trying to say. And honestly, I didn't even see how that was debatable until I had a few people in my DM saying that that was wrong and that people need to take responsibility for hurting you. So I'm curious as to how y'all feel on that. See, that's, that's a problem that some people have because it's like, okay, you feel some type of way because someone did something to you and you're going to hold on to those emotions while they're just going to continue to do what they do Facts. and live their life. Facts. So why are you going to let that stop you when they continue to do what they're going to do and live their life? And that's like something that I've had to learn along the way because when I was younger, I had serious anger issues. You know, it was because it was little things that I would let get to me and whatever people would say, I would just let that hold on to me and then I would lash out at other people when deep down it wasn't because of what they did. Yes, whatever they may have said was stupid, but it was because of what I was going through at that time and the transitions in my adolescence that I felt that was the need to react. But at a certain point, I had to realize that I can't let what everyone says or what everyone does get under my skin because they're going to continue to do them and be the person they are. So how am I going to develop myself and be the person I want to be and change, make that change and grow and just learn that everything someone does, you can't just let that get to you or hold you down. You put it in your little box, you deal with it how you want to deal with it. And then you keep it pushing and moving with your goals because life is too short to just hold on to that. Exactly. And that's exactly what I was trying to say. So when people, when a couple people, now don't get me wrong, it was most people was like, honey, got it. But when you see the few people that don't get it, I'm the type of person that I'm like, all right, well, let me try to understand a different side of this. So I'm wondering, was it me? How do you feel? So I think that um, I emotions, your emotions, is they're all they're your emotions. So I would have to agree with you in the in the sense of um, everyone is responsible for their own emotions and everyone is responsible for their own actions, their behaviors. But more importantly. You are responsible for your own happiness. Facts. Your happiness should not ever be dependent upon somebody else. Um, and I think that most of the time when it comes to romantic situations, like, for example, the cheating and stuff, oftentimes the person that has been the victim of the cheating might feel like they're entitled to to perceive not not to just perceive the the situation but also act on it like they feel like you owe me you hurt me you owe me i'm going to make you feel the way that you made me feel mm -hmm. and that's a very common trait um and there's nothing wrong with that because there's nothing wrong there there's no right or wrong when it comes to emotions and the way that in perception you are who you are um, however, you should be held accountable for all of your actions and all of your behaviors. So this is one of those things that really comes down to maturity mm -hmm. and it comes down to insight and it comes down to integral pieces like in instinctual things about character. For example, someone with integrity would arguably 
perhaps not go slash the tires of the person that cheated, right? Mm -hmm. Someone with integrity would perhaps just choose to walk away from that person. Someone with integrity would just say, you know what? You did this. Now I'm going to do this mm -hmm. for myself and I'm just going to walk away. Maybe you and I don't need to whatever. Um, but that takes a lot of maturity. That takes a lot of integrity. It takes a lot of just various different things like self inside. You have to have that at one point or another, not only should you be held accountable for your actions and emotions and behaviors, but you should hold yourself accountable for those things and take responsibility for your own happiness. I think that it all comes back to that. And there's nothing wrong with feeling the way that you do. Feel it out, absolutely. But you don't have to act on it. And that's where I think the mistake happens is that your emotions, of course, they are so real to you. But they're not real to everyone else. Mm. Because not everyone else is feeling the same way that you do. Therefore, just because you feel something, you don't have to act on it. But that's a really hard lesson to learn, especially if you have been traumatized, especially if you've if you've, you know, been been the on the other end of the cheating or you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it just it really just depends on the person. But I think everyone should hold themselves accountable for everything. And there's nothing wrong with feeling something. And maybe you must have said something you didn't mean or whatever. There's nothing. There's insight and there's wisdom in apologizing, knowing when you did wrong, saying, hey, you know what? I did this. I'm so sorry. I whatever. But again, that comes with humility. Humility is something that people struggle with a lot of because that that takes humility means I am admitting that I have flaws and everybody wants to pretend like they're perfect. And that's not true. That's not real. No one is perfect. We all have flaws. See, and that's on the other side of it, of some people are going to apologize for the wrong they do. Yeah. S some people are not. Yeah. Absolutely. And I felt like these people who were not getting my message were just accustomed to playing victim, right? Sometimes you're not going to get the apology. No, you're not. You're, you are not going to get the apology majority of the time. We, we, and you need to radically accept that. It, accept that that is the truth. People don't owe you an apology. You might think that they do, but in reality, they don't owe you anything. And that is the mindset of so many people that I hope this helps someone. Because it's like, I know so many people who feel like, no. This person hurt me. They're responsible for what they did to me. They they are not. They are not obligated mm -hmm. to do anything for you. Like, the truth of the matter is, outside of your parents, nobody is really obligated to protect your feelings. On That's just the reality of it all. Should people be good people and do people right? Yes. But that's not the reality of it. So at some point, I believe to be, it's 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 the healthier thing to do is to get to a point where, you know what? You, you face it. People are going to hurt me. My, my parents are going to hurt me. My brothers and sisters are going to hurt me. My best friends are going to hurt me. The, the people I get in relationships with, they're going to hurt me. We're all human. Everybody's going to hurt you. But you got to get to a place where it's like no matter what happens to me, what I choose to do with that hurt is solely on me. That's all I was trying to say. And I feel like that's accurate. It is. And I think that part of the people who wanted to argue with you, it also is part of how they grew up, how they were raised. The environment that they were around probably wasn't that environment because...
for me, I know that growing up, my environment was, okay, revenge, revenge, revenge. You go get yours. Mine was too, at Until some point. an eye for an eye. Yep, yep. Yep, I felt that way at one point. And so, I ran out of eyes, though. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see shit. <laughs> but for a certain point, that's how I grew up. And that's what I thought. Until one day, and this is when it all clicked, my mother was heartbroken for like by another guy. Mm-hmm. And then this time, instead of her wanting revenge, this time it was different. This time she just chose to take the high road and say, you know what? God got him. You know, I'm mm. just not going to I'm not going to just sink into that sunken place of emotion. I just know that he, he'll be taken care of on his side, you know, karma, whatever. And I'm not going to hold on to those emotions and try to fight back or get back and get even with him. And when I saw her do that, it's like. Okay, well, I was about to, I was trying to, like, you know, torch his place, but yeah, we're was, not doing that? I was okay. plotting his whole murder. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right, we're uh-huh. just going to let him live out. And we're right. like, okay, see, and that's where I started to learn that you don't always have to react to someone who hurts you. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Cal- karma don't miss. Mm-hmm. I, that's something I learned about karma. Karma karma will catch anybody. Ain't nobody faster than karma. And when people do things to you, they got it coming to them. You don't have to be the person to give it back to them. And I think... Though a lot of people may not watch sports, sports gives you great analogies of life, right? And in in this particular instance, I was like, this is the perfect example of what I'm trying to say. These two football players, they got into the fight, mm-hmm. right? One football player initiated the fight. He took the guy's helmet off. He did all of this stuff. And then the other guy hit him with his helmet to defend himself. And guess who got suspended? The dude who tried to defend himself. The dude who tried to defend himself. The other guy who initiated the fight and started all of that? Nothing happened to him. He they find him. Couple couple dollars, right? But so what is the guy that hit the dude with the helmet gonna say? Oh, that's his fault. He started the fight. He's responsible for this. You know how many people are in jail? And I don't even say this to be funny. Like are in prison because of what someone did to them and how they reacted? That person is not in prison. You can apply that to your mental health just as easily. You're in people who feel like you are a victim because of someone else. You are in mental prison and you don't even realize it. And when I try to talk to people, and they don't get that. I just feel sad for them. Like, I don't understand how you're not seeing this. At some point, you got to take responsibility for your own emotions. That is the key to happiness and mental growth to me. I, I would agree. However, I just want to throw a disclaimer on this one that, yes, that's absolutely true. But there are some extreme scenarios where that is not the case. Like, for example, if you have been the victim of a rape or human trafficking or something in that extreme, then of course not. You you have no responsibility to that. But outside of those extreme incidents and cases, no, yeah, I agree. Like, you are responsible for your own happiness, your own decisions and behaviors, for your own emotions, all of that. But Absolutely. I, but, but even in those instances, Jada, I'm not saying that you have to feel like you're responsible for what happened to you. That is a nasty and disgusting and trifling yeah. act. But if you're someone I love, I would still encourage you. I know it's difficult, but you got to get your life back. You got to fight for that. You can't let someone take your life from you regardless. I don't care what they do. And I I know that may sound insensitive, but you have to fight for your life. You only get one. I agree with that. I agree 110%. But that is running under the basis of you are someone that does not have a mental health diagnosis. That it... It's different when someone, like, for example, as a consequence of some extreme 
scenario or trauma, you now have a diagnosis of PTSD or something of that sort. Like someone with complex trauma does not understand that concept and is not capable of because of all the neurological associations. I mean, the series of a lot of... Anyway, the point See, is... she cheating, man. She's using words I can't pronounce. But, <laughs> she cheating, Katie. I'm just, she cheating. I'm just She's saying, trying to break it down for you. I know, outside, I know. Outside of, outside of mental health diagnoses in, in, those, in those scenarios, and yeah, I do agree with you. I think that you should absolutely take responsibility for your own actions, emotions, and all of that. Like, the truth of the matter is very simple. Emotions are real to you, but not to everyone else. That's the reality of it. Like, the it, way that you are beating me up with these words right now because you're smarter than me, I'm not going to take it personal and throw this water bottle at her like I want to. Okay. Because I'm in control of my emotions, King. Oh, gross. You see the maturity on me? Look at yes. me. Somebody take a picture, damn it. Yes, King. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. I ain't trying to teach him. Yeah, you know, I'm trying I, to show him something. I appreciate you not throwing <laughs> it's, it's a metal water bottle too. Yeah, yeah, that, that would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> now nah, they gonna let me chill. They gonna Charles Barkley me. <laughs> <laughs> let me chill before I'm trending. Mo was about to hit Yana with a water bottle. A metal one. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, I forgot. I forgot where we was at. This is a joke, guys. It was a joke. Nah, it's all a joke. But mental health is not. And I just yeah. want people to realize that you are. You may not see it. But you are always responsible for how you act. Absolutely. That is on you. Do not Absolutely. ruin your life or your mental health because of the actions of someone else. Just just don't do it. That's all I'm saying. I have a question for you. Let's talk about it. What were some of the things that happened in your life that kind of taught you that lesson? Because wisdom comes with a price. Like I said, everything comes with a price. There's a cost of opportunity. There, I mean, everything's a price. So, yes. Tell me what were the what was the price you paid for that piece of wisdom? Man, oh that's that now that's a great question. Um, first of all, I would like to say to uh, bounce off of what you just said, when you have people in your life, because I learned this late, who give you wisdom, knowledge, grandmothers, parents, friends, whomever, who genuinely sit you down and give you wisdom, love on those people. Because you can't put a price on 100%. that. They paid Absolutely. a hell of a price in life to give you that for free. I don't think we give people the credit that they deserve for that enough. For me, um, and the people, and support the people who have supported you when you were down. Yep, facts, absolutely. And and so for me, uh, it, it was two things, and I'm gonna just be completely open and honest right now. Uh, for one, it was my dating life, and uh, it was women. It was meeting. <laughs> it was it was meeting women who like I'm the kind of guy. Well, I was at one point. I've somewhat changed now, but. I would give it all to you. That's all I knew. I didn't know another way. I didn't know how to put my put my toe in. You know what I mean? Like I'm in. I'm jumping in the water. What's up? Butt naked already. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's just, skinny dive with the sharks, baby. That, I'm just, y'all asked me to be open. Okay. Let me open okay, up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Katie, get let, your friend. Give us Katie. Put jokes on it when I'm trying to be vulnerable. Watch this, Jada, real quick. Watch this, Katie. Say vulnerable. Yeah, that's messed Vun- up. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Katie, you know I love you. <laughs> you messed up for that. No, no. All jokes aside, it was um. So when I was younger. I went through a lot of what a lot of us go through. Nothing really any different. You know what I mean? You you date, you meet people who just 
they didn't fit the bill. They didn't work out. They weren't really nice people to you for whatever reason. A lot of times, um, definitely men, had those. Men, definitely yeah, had. a lot of times men get a bad rep. You know what I mean? In in thinking that women only go through this, but men do too. It's hard to be a good dude, especially throughout your twenties. A lot of the time, because you're meeting women who are genuinely not ready for a good dude. Like a lot of women won't admit that. But that's the truth of the matter. Uh, most women are really not ready for a man, like a good dude that's really about to give them everything they could ever want till they, by their 30s or 40s. That's the majority of the time. So you, I was the kind of guy that I was all in, and I got my heart broke again and again and again and again. And I didn't really want to face that because I felt like it would make me like weak. It will make me less of a man if I admitted that these women had hurt me. But then at some point, I realized that I was jaded. And it might have been when Drake released Jaded. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm listening to the words and I'm singing like a groupie on a Saturday evening. Like I was somewhere like, yes, I'm hurted. Yes, I'm jaded. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this, this really relates to me. And I realized that it, it changed my outlook. I became the person that I never wanted to be. Like when I hear people generalize men and women, I hate that. Like I hate when a woman gets hurt by two guys in her life. And now she's, all men are trash. Like, you met two guys, fam. Like, relax. You have not dated every man on the planet. I hate when people say that. All women are crazy. All men are this. Like, all men and all women are not anything. There are individuals in this world. People are different, right? I became that person. All women are this. All women are that. And I, I didn't like it. I didn't like what that was doing to me. And then it, it led into me chasing my dreams and getting that same feeling from people who I considered supporters, friends, family. They didn't believe in my dreams, right? So in my mind, I had two options. I was either going to allow these things that had happened to me affect me to the point where I was going to continue to blame these people for where I was in life and how I felt, or I was going to find a way to channel that and still continue to be the person that I was meant to be one way or another because diamonds are made through pressure. Right. Diamonds don't come out of the beach. They don't grow out of the sand by the water. That's not what happens. Right. So that's how I looked at it. Like, you know what? OK, this is life. I started to get it. It started to just make sense to me. And I took all of this pain and this energy. When a girl broke my heart and she dumped me and she made me feel like I was less of a man, I would lock myself in the basement and rock and work out like it was Rocky Four. That's what I would do. If that's what I needed to do, that's what I would do. I was going to come out on the other end looking like Jason Derulo, which was up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Like, I was going to do whatever I had to do, all Mo jokes aside. You won't be joining. I know what time it is. It's like, so that's really what it was. It was just experiencing pain and finding a way to turn it into motivation. Every time somebody told me that I couldn't do something, I became a monster to complete it. Every time a woman made me feel like I was less of a man, I said, I'm going to become so good of a man. And I'm going to make another woman so happy that she's going to regret that for the rest of her life. And I don't even know if that's healthy. And, and just being honest, I don't. But that's what I did. And then within that journey, that's when I discovered once I got strong enough, confident enough, right? It's kind of like you see somebody, um, I think of the 50 Cent movie, when he got shot and he could, barely, he could barely move. He was in a hospital bed. His record label cut him. It was the worst time of his life. And then you see him just working out one day at a time, getting it back. Then he could walk again. Then he's working out again. Then he's getting his muscles again. Then he's rapping again. Now he's 50 Cent. Now he's this guy. I looked at life like that. Like, okay, all of these people that have hurt me, 
They put me in a hospital bed. Once I get about this hospital bed and I start walking again, it's on. And once I got to that place, I never looked back. And then that's when I realized that you are truly in control of your emotions and how you react to whatever life deals you, regardless of how tragic it really is. And that was it. Hmm. Thank you for sharing. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'm ready for your questions. What else you got? <laughs> Actually, I went to New York recently. And I would like to know okay. why are New Yorkers just so, uh, like, they just walk around with a resting bitch face. Okay, like, first of all, fix your face before you. <laughs> <laughs> like, who hurt you? Who hurt you? Okay, listen. Who hurt you? New York is a tough city. It's the, it's, it's, it really is. Like, it's the toughest city I've ever been. I've lived in a few cities. It's a tough city, man. It's hard to make it in New York. Like, people don't understand that. It's, I think, 14, however many million people in New York, it's probably six jobs, okay? That's the way that New York is designed. And the rent, I mean, what now living in Atlanta, I, I was paying practically the same thing to live in a box in New York City. Like, you are living in a box, and you're paying all of this money. And, and most of the time, it's three, four, five boxes on top of you, to the left of you, to the right of you. You in it, imagine being in this a box where you are paying thousands and thousands of dollars, and the most entertaining part of your night is putting your ear to the wall and listening to the couple next to you fighting. Like that's you look forward to that every night. Yo, they at it again. Like that's <laughs> that's that's New York, right? And you're on a train every day, going to and from work through rush hour. People's elbows is in your mouth. Somebody's hands is in your pocket. That was the last five dollars you had. They done took it. Now you got to find a way to pay your rent. This is New York. People live. I know people right now. No lie. Grown men in their 30s. Got three roommates. Three roommates. And still live with their girlfriend. That's New York. These are normal stories in New York. And you don't see anything like this in Atlanta. If you want to park in New York, you got to put aside an hour just to park. Like, y'all have, have, you, have you ever in your life spent an hour trying to find a parking spot? No. no. Would you be pissed off after you did well, it? Well, actually, I'm from L.A., and I can relate to some of those. I mean, it's a Y'all got palm trees. It ain't the listen, same. Listen, listen, though. <laughs> yeah, Katie, tell her. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, yeah, I lived there for two years. Yeah, I mean, she it got a Hollywood nice. sign. Like, nice. come on, stop it. <laughs> yeah, come on. We ain't got, no, we ain't got no stars <laughs> on the ground. The weather's consistent. The weather's beautiful. What's <laughs> what she talking about? Oh, L.A. I'm just saying, it's yeah. expensive in L.A., but you don't see people hurting people like I know. Just I mean, let me let me stop. Let me let me stop. In general, I'm joking, people. However, so please don't don't like come for me. Um, but what I'm saying is, people in L.A. pay thousands of dollars to live there. They also it's also it takes an hour to find a parking spot. Yeah, we have way nicer weather and pretty much we're better than New York. But the point is, wow. you don't see people wow. get, just walking around being so hateful. That's true. I'll give you that. That's something. That's just my city, man. We are. We. I, I feel the same way. Like, honestly, now that I've come to Atlanta and I've received this kind of hospitality, I went through it in Virginia. I went through it in Colorado. It's different. It, it is different to someone who has genuinely grown up in New York. I mean, I remember... I was, I, I think I was first week in Atlanta. I was walking past a bar. Somebody came out the bar. I was like, "Hey, come on in!" And I'm like, "Damn, they gonna rob me in the back? Like, why? <laughs> why? Why would you come out of like?" But they were just being welcoming. We are not used to that. That is just not the New York way. We just don't operate like that. It, it, it is like once you get out of it and you go somewhere else and you like, wow, you could say hello to people and people mm -hmm. hold the door for you. They mm -hmm. say thank you and they mm -hmm. smile at you and they're not trying to take your sneakers. Like, this is all right. 
But then you go back and you kind of got to get back into your like, nah, what you looking at, fam? Like, that's just, that's just the way it is. It's that's like, the way it's always been. I have to be a thug to live in New York. Like, no. You try, did you try to be a thug the couple days you were there? Because I would send me pictures of you trying to be a thug. <laughs> I, 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 I want to see it. Yo, the first time I went to New York, my aunt actually got into a fight with a local <laughs> at the, at, on the subway. Like, <laughs> the doors were closing and it was I too bad. I believe it. And she's trying to push him out the way yeah, and the doors are like jamming, jamming, yeah. jamming. And she's like pushing him and he's pushing her and I'm like, we can wait for the next one, okay? Let's wait for the next one. Nah, Katie ain't waiting for the next one in New York. I'm on here with you. Hold on to me. I don't even know you. What's up? Anyway, waiting for the next one. That's Yo, and everything in New York is fast. Like, people trying to get to where they going you ain't yes. trying to miss no trains you in the way excuse me I, when you see dudes fighting at a hot dog stand you like you know you in a different kind of place it's yeah people fight over franks okay like this is is i don't you honestly that's just the way it is like that to me that was my mentality like I, that's a lot of why i'm the way i am today honestly when people say damn nothing affects you they don't phase you and i'm like fam i'm from new york that's true you did look a little mean the first time i ever met you yeah i ain't trust none of y'all you walked in that place like no he, he did because first time i met him he looked mean too see so. everybody says because y'all pulled up smiling hey mom, <laughs> what the hell are you smiling for yo i didn't know you like that like don't ask me how i'm doing you don't care <laughs> Yo, that's how New York is all. Like we used, like it's a. That's how we grow up. People are like yo, those are nice sneakers. What's up? They're your size. Try me. Like fam, <laughs> yo, I just really liked your sneakers. Like <laughs> the first time you met Mo, was his eyebrows all the way pointed in? Oh, yes, sh- and it- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. My eyebrows just don't point. A triangle. <laughs> Did my eyebrows made a triangle? It was like a triangle of anger. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, who hurt you, bro? In a side. Oh, you, I, got, I got a list. You want, you, you want to run through it? I, I, start, I start with the recent oh ones in Atlanta. <laughs> how, how much time you got? Yo, that's my face, man. Why? Yo, everybody in Atlanta be like, damn, dude, you okay? I'm like, I'm just standing here. Like, I'm, I'm actually in a really good mood today. Like, this is my happy face. <laughs> and then he does this thing with his shoulders where he'll be like, What? <laughs> what is, what oh, do I do? No. What? Yeah, and then the way he walks in. Yes, yes. Oh. This is so Yes, Yes. Y'all want to, nah, hell nah. Y'all want to thank y'all for coming out tonight. <laughs> My shoulders are angry? Yes! <laughs> yes! Why am I so... What a, tell me more. Tell me more about me, man. Hold on. Y'all got angry shoulders? A hundred percent. What? Yeah, I, absolutely. Man, I wish everyone could have just seen that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, no, seriously though, you really do. All jokes aside, you really yo, do. that makes sense because I remember one time. Uh, I don't remember where we were or what we were doing, but I remember Katie asked me something, and I was like, I looked at her like, "Of course you can. Like, why can't you do that? Of course." And she's like, "I don't be knowing with you, man. I don't be knowing how to feel with you." <laughs> yes. What I do? I ain't know my shoulders was angry. You should have told me. It's your shoulders, fam. <laughs> you fix your shoulders. People are scared to ask you stuff. There's been a few times I look, I'm like, okay, is Mo in a good mood today? 
I mean, I think he is. He said hey to me, but his shoulders are saying, ugh, like. <laughs> yes. no, no. As you know what it is, honestly, as in New York, you people, uh, it's unfortunate, but it's just the reality. Everybody is a hustler in some way or another. It, like everybody, that. that's what it is. Everybody in New York is trying to get ahead, is trying to further themselves. And it will come at your expense if it has to. Like, that will always be before the love. So even when you love somebody, when you, you just keep them at a distance, because you just never know when that person is going to feel some type of way. Like, as much as I hate to admit this, all of my genuine childhood friends from New York, we don't talk no more. We don't talk no more. And I really, truly believe, when I was, like, struggling in life, and I was homeless, they loved me. They was inviting me to all the parties. Moe, bring Mo around. He ain't got nothing. Right now, I don't hear from them. That's how New York is. Oh, it's like this sense of pride that New Yorkers have that force you to go into this place of I can't trust anybody at all. And you work out your shoulders. That's just that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way so it go. What I got from that is survival mode makes your shoulders rise. Got it. Ding, ding, ding. And apparently your eyebrows point and, and, and your amongst other things. Yes. Yes. I, yes. And then you walk funny too. You even walk funny. Why I gotta be funny? It's swag. That's swag. It's a difference. That is not it's the difference between your swag and I just met some people walk, okay? Yes, there's a difference. I noticed the difference. Tell me, what is it? Katie, do it. Do it again, Katie. You got this. What? What's happening? They can't see the world. When you walk in, when you just met people, you walk in harder. It's like something. Wait, when I don't know people, I'm Kirk Franklin? I walk in stomp. It's like, it's like and all my people say. That's all true. Yeah. Uh, listen, all man. It. That's Every all true. Piece of it. And then when he gets upset, let me stop. No, okay. You got stop. one. You got. Listen. You so literally it, have like forty six seconds. Go ahead. And then when he gets upset, he does this thing where he'll like lean over. He'll be like, "Y'all, I'm all right." Yo, fam. <laughs> oh, okay. Yo, uh, oh, okay. I, I believe I, you. I've never twirled my neck in such a fashion. And I'll let y'all get away with the it's, eyebrows it's and the slow. shoulders. Y'all no, not gonna do this to my slow. neck. It's I'm bad at imitations, but I promise you, you do it. Next time you do that, I am going to record you and I'm going to post it. Wow. All the social media. It's, wow. it's like a slope. It's like you wow. do this thing where you lean like, over and you're like, oh, I'm all right. Okay. You know that'll, what? That'll nah. face me. <laughs> right. That'll face me. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't hey. care. Hey. I don't hey. care. Hey, tune, tune in next week for In the Moment, episode 17, when I'm by my damn self. Okay? Just go be Mo. Thank you for joining me. Next week, bitches. Turn the music up in the headphones. So you can go and brush your shoulder off. I got you. If you're feeling like a pip, go on, brush your shoulders off. Ladies, it's pips too. Go on, brush your shoulders off. This crazy baby, don't forget that boy told you. Ugh, another evening stuck in rush hour. 
Imagine if your commute was 30% less. You'd probably be home by now. Uh, sorry, we can't get you home quicker, but a Cadbury Dairy Milk 30% less sugar bar on this upcoming podcast should help get you there. Cadbury Dairy Milk 30% less sugar, just as irresistible.